0: Five hundred eight one four four. The following program is sponsored by Grace Church, Dumfries, Virginia. Grace Church, real people, real lives, Grace Church, real lives, real change, Grace Church, real people, real lives, real change.
1: Hello. And welcome to Grace for Today. You can always visit us online at gracechurchva.org to hear this message and much more. Let's join Dr. Greer for today's teaching.
2: What do you do? When you're in a hopeless situation, what do you do? Okay, you believe, but what's the object of our faith? What's the thing we believe in? The Word. Okay, the Scriptures. So the source of our hope, and and we can enlarge upon that, is the Word of God. It's both the Holy Spirit speaking to you in your prayer time when God says to you, it's going to be okay. We got this. Everything's going to work together for the good. That's the source. But also, again, I just really quoted a scripture that the Holy Spirit might have breathed into you. But really what, what, what happened there is I quoted a scripture. So in a hopeless situation, what must you grab hold of to hope against hope? The word of God. So many people say, well, I'm believing God for this situation, but they don't have a scripture they're standing on. Do they really have a hope? Yeah, Where does hope come from? Through patience and the comfort of the scriptures, we might have what? All right. We also know that hope brings joy. We're going to keep deepening this thing. Let's take a look at Romans 14:17. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of eating and drinking, rules, regulations and nonsense but of righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Spirit. I could correctly take some language out of that passage of Scripture and a truth be spoken for us to focus on today. I could read this Scripture, the kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Spirit. The kingdom of God is not all this deep stuff I've been talking about. That's good. And that's helped open us, understand some things, but on a basic level, what is the kingdom of God? Joy. What did Jesus preach about more than any one thing? The kingdom of God. So what do you expect us to have more than anything? Righteousness and peace. In who? Where does this joy come from? Or where is it found? In a person. It's found in the Holy Spirit. We can even say the kingdom of God is in the Holy Spirit. But he picks here by the Holy Spirit three distinct uh, uh, areas or, 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 or uh, I guess, uh, forces, if you will, that are in the Holy Spirit, that he feels comprise the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Spirit. So let me ask you, how joyful are you? We say we're in the kingdom. Some of you even say we're a kingdom church. I don't like that type of thing. I mean, what type of church is not in the kingdom? But we're in the kingdom. But if you don't have joy, are you? Many of us angry, upset, unhappy, are we really in the kingdom? Are you hearing me? Please hear me, we're to weep with those who weep. Don't take what I'm saying the wrong way. Sometimes you have some things you got to deal with. It takes a minute to get over it. But I'm talking about our lifestyle, our, our typical living should not be that of depression, should not be that of woe is me. Otherwise, we're just like everyone else in the world. The kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, that's rich. And you go home and think about that, and, and that will bless you. It's joy where or, or from who? The Holy Spirit. So... Joy has a source, and it's a person. That person comes to live in us, and we say we're filled with the Holy Spirit. What should be in evidence? He says, singing psalms, hymns, make melody in your heart. Joyful people tend to sing. Are you hearing me? Joy, I want you to, if you leave here knowing nothing, I want you to understand that joy is a major intention. It is the assignment of the Holy Spirit in our life to bring us joy. Are you tracking with me? He's good at what he does, and if we let him do his thing, we will discover true joy. Isaiah 12, 2 through 4. Surely God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. Good stuff. The Lord, the Lord is my strength and my song. Who usually sings happy people? He has become my salvation. We we misuse sometimes. We, We just stay in the blues. We stay in the dumps. That's not what David did. He'd sing of his difficulty in his song, but he'd end in praise. We've talked about that before. Verse three, with joy you will draw water from the wells of what? How many of y'all say? Did you know that joy draws out which is what is in you? You know that the sad, somber attitude and mindset tends to shrink you more than increase you. You get in an environment where everyone's mad, angry, your creativity begins to decrease. Uh, your, your, your body begins to react negatively, but the scripture says, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. How many of y'all need to be saved? I'm not just talking about salvation from sin, that you die and go into heaven, but you have some circumstances that you need God's deliverance in. Well, rejoice in the Lord, because through that rejoicing, are you hearing me? You will draw salvation. That's why the praises went first in the Old Covenant with Jehoshaphat and them, because they drew from the well of salvation using joy. Are you with me so far? Joy is a very integral part of being born again. We're not just born again to be deep. God made us born again to be happy. You know how I'm I'm using it this week. Are you with me? He wants us to be joyful. So if I'm not joyful, something's missing in my salvation. Something's missing in my understanding of God. Something's missing in my walk with the Holy Spirit. If all I get is tongues and prophecy of destruction and woe, something is wrong. Are you hearing me? You see, in the day of Pentecost, they were not, they did not just speak in tongues. They thought they were drunk. I've been around drunk people. Matter of fact, before I knew the Lord been drunk, feels good. I mean, forget about it, I'm just happy, you know, just happy. <laughs> And they thought they were junk because there was a joy. And they were just excited and speaking and praising and there was joy on their faces. And my prayer is when you come even into this church, that there's a joy and there's a sense of joy. Now, listen, there's time for seriousness. Don't take this to the extreme. Every now and then, it got to be serious. I'd be upset if I spanked my kid and he started laughing at me. That wouldn't be appropriate. (laughs) So there's a time for this and a time for that. But by and large, when you come to grace, it's a joyful experience. Why? Because we're flowing in the Holy Spirit. But go to, a, say, a dead or, or a church that's disconnected from the power of the Spirit. It's always going to be somber, scary, and sad. But anything connected to the Holy Spirit is going to come to life. And joy causes my face to be red, my cheeks to be red. It causes me to be more expressive, you know, muscles in my face that I might not use otherwise. You understand, joy brings out of me things that otherwise would sit in me and just stay. The kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Spirit. So, I want you to go home and challenge yourself. And I want you to look at me, you know what, I have not been... If, if they had to judge me whether or not I was a saint by my joy level, I don't think there's enough evidence. for me Begin to really look at your life seriously and say, am I really full of God's joy? And if not, thank God for God, the God of all hope. That means you need to get on. Lord, I need some hope in some areas because I'm perishing for a lack of knowledge or a lack of hope. Satan got me depressed and sad because I don't understand the way out. But, Lord, if you give me the understanding, I will have hope and the attending joy. I get sad at times because I can't see my way out. But when I spend time with him and know that there's going to be a way out, joy comes. Are you hearing me? He's the God of hope that calls us to rejoice in that hope that he creates. Hope and joy come out of relationship. Every good thing in God comes out of relationship. So don't do. It. See, the permagring saint is the saint that out of legalism is trying to be happy, but it's not out of relationship. It's out of duty. It's out. I got to show them that I'm a Christian. No, you want your joy to come out of relationship. Because God is speaking to you. The word of God's alive in you. And for that reason, you rejoice. And worship is real to you. That, that whole thing is not just, you know, time before the word. I mean, that's real because there's a dynamic inside you. There's a hope in you that causes you to respond with uplifted hands and, and, and a smile. And sometimes we weep. You understand? There's a place for weeping too. Do you hear what I'm saying? But joy should be the, the, the major descriptor of our, let's keep, I'm calling it an emotional state, but it's much more than, it expresses itself, it can express itself emotionally, but it's not necessarily an emotional thing. I've had times when dealing with, say, a death in the family or or a very, very difficult situation, there was a joy in my heart, but there was seriousness in me. I wasn't depressed, I wasn't dying, I could smile, and there was something keeping me from getting depressed. How many of y'all had that dark place? All of us have that dark place in soul. And and, and something in me you know, wanted to grab me and bring me into that dark room, that dark place where I could be that dark man. But joy keeps me buoyant and keeps me from that dark room. So joy is not always that smile. It's being lifted up even in the midst of down stuff. Are are you hearing me? It's the wind under your wings when you have contrary winds blowing against you. you. Are you tracking with me? He says, with joy you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Let's keep moving. Deuteronomy 28, 4 and 7. Now we looked at the New Testament. Now we have a little more of an understanding of what joy is, even though as we keep speaking today, the concept is going to be enlarged in your heart and you're going to get great revelation as we move forward. But we're going to go back to the, the Old Covenant to understand some things as well. Deuteronomy 28 and 47, God speaking. Because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in the time of prosperity. You're about to find out that God got angry because they weren't happy. They were complaining, fault-finding bunch. Life is too short for all that. No, really. The older I get, the more I'm like, man, this, this thing moves fast. I don't have time to be griping over nonsense. Are you with me? Always a temptation to, but you need to have your mindset. What's a mindset? It's your mindset. Okay? That I'm not going to be, be be messing around with nonsense and plurality and just just junk, you, you understand, just pettiness. That's, that's not, no, 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 no. Because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in a time of prosperity, therefore in hunger and thirst and nakedness and dire poverty, you will serve the enemies the Lord serves against you. You put an iron yoke on your neck until he destroys you. Some people in a richer setting as we're in, angry and mad, find and fall. You're going to find yourself with iron around your neck. In some places, it don't get better. You know, in, in some ways, life is just really good. You know, I've traveled to the ends of the earth. I've seen poverty. None of y'all are living in it. Amen. I've seen hunger. None of y'all really hungry. Amen. I mean, compared to most of the... See, what we do is we say, because we're not multimillionaires, you know, I'm not blessed. You need to know that the vast majority of human beings on planet Earth live in dire extremely poor situation. Most of us in here, even if you're behind on some bills, you're relatively prosperous because you ate breakfast, you ate lunch, you ate dinner. You have a place to go sleep, and you have a car that brought you here. And if you didn't have a car, you had transportation. I've been to meetings where people walk miles to hear me preach. And it's amazing, you know, they come with joy and a smile on their face, but sometimes just folk don't get the right parking space. They're mad, you know, coming here. I mean, air-conditioned vehicle. I'm in beautiful car and and angry, and uh, we we need to check ourselves here. Because you did not serve the Lord your God joyfully and gladly in a time of prosperity, uh, God's going to respond here in negative fashion. Be mindful. See, my my sin in my life in my marriage was I started finding too much fault with my wife. I wasn't happy. I could have been by myself. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with being by yourself when God's assigned you to be by yourself. But you got to be grateful for what you got. And I, I shared a story. It's a little embarrassing. But one day, you know, I was doing what you're supposed to do in the bathroom. And um, something hit my heart. And, you know, in settings like that, God speaks. To you. He's trying to say I was full of something, okay? Amen. okay? God knows how to speak. Amen. He knows how to do it and, and how to, you know, hit home. But from where I was. I began to thank God for my wife. And what God spoke to me in that moment, he says, son, if you didn't do that, I would have judged you. Because I was saying, she don't do this, she don't do this. She, I could have done that, da, 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 da. all that stuff was in my head. Save, sanctified, Bible toting, preaching. But I was full, you know. I don't even know how to finish that. But God, you got the picture. Hallelujah. But God done gave me a gift, and all I was doing is this ain't this, this. I, I, I wouldn't receive it joyfully. You see, a grateful heart overlooks stuff. Are, are you hearing me? The, the, the mercy, love all, covers a multitude of sin. And what happens in the church world and, and with, with us, as saved as we are, is we start looking at what's wrong. And we, and we start lo- it's really a lack of love. When you don't do this, you don't do this, you don't do that, it's, it's a lack of love. It's, it's the opposite of love. We start finding right, and we lose our joy, and we wonder why we're not excited about coming to church. We're defeated because love covers a multitude of sin. You see, love, joy. If you lose your love, the joy goes. If I stop loving her, I'm not happy anymore. Marriage is doldrum, and boy, oh, dude, I got to go be with my ball and chain. You know, that's what marriage becomes when the love dies. But when the love is fresh and full of mercy, listen, we say we love you because we're not killing them and cutting their heads off. But that's not the same as being full of mercy. When you love me, you look at me with mercy. You can overlook stuff. You know, listen, I think I taught in this last week. I just have to repeat it again because it's important. If I don't like you, I'm gonna judge everything based on what you just did. But if I love you just like my ki- I love my kids. So I get over quickly what they do and don't do. Are you hearing that? I mean, they do wrong, but it's okay because they're mine. But we need to love each other in this house that same way. So even when you see my faults or imperfections, I love him. And many people are like, well, I see a fault in pastor, an imperfection in pastor. God's like, good, I'm giving you an opportunity to love him. He needs love like you do. We all need love because I'm loving on your imperfection. And listen, I see them prophetically. I see them clear. But I love you in spite of it. All right, let's, let's take a look at uh, Hebrews 10 and 34. For ye had compassions of me in your bonds and took joyfully the spoiling of your goods, knowing yourselves that you had in heaven a better and enduring something. I can only uh, deal with this for a moment. I want you to understand here, this church got saved and they were put out of the synagogue. They couldn't do business anymore. And the Bible says they took joyfully the spoiling of their goods. How many of you could take losing your house, your car, your husband, and, and things that are dear to you joyfully, your wife? But this church was so full of joy that they took the confiscation, not giving. It's one thing for me to give something, another thing for something to be taken. I don't like people to take stuff from me. I don't like for people to take advantage of me. And and it's a thing, I always, I got to keep it down. Because when you start taking advantage of me, something tried to rise up, and I had to work on that all the days of my life to, to keep that in check because people are always trying to use you and speak evil, but I, I gotta I gotta not react in the flesh when people try to do that to me. But but here it says they joyfully took the spoiling or confiscation of their goods. How many of you could be happy about that? You see, we need joy unspeakable full of glory. That's not dependent on things that happen in our life, happenings Last week I taught that happiness came from where? Happenings or events. But you see, some of the things I said were loosely spoken because there's some events in God, when they happen, they bring joy. But you need to understand something. When I go to prayer over an issue, let me, let me use an example. When I came back from vacation, attendance went down. Now, I, didn't, I didn't plan to share that. That just slipped out of my mouth, but I guess I'm being more frank than I planned. But the short of it was... Uh, Immediately, you know, I, I came, all oh, the weight is back on me. Now, Grace, we, we came out of a huge hole. Grace, we, we, we've come a long way. I'm like, man, all I do is leave town a couple weeks, and I, I come back to, to this waiting method. But I went to God in prayer. The Bible said, be anxious for nothing. That's right. But everything by prayer, petition, with thanksgiving, let your m- requests be made known unto God. That's right. But the short of it was, once I went to God in prayer, and God was like, I got that, son. I'm going to turn it around. I'm okay. But you see, the event didn't happen yet. See, it was like three or four weeks, so it's going to take probably, I don't know. I'm not going to say how long it's going to take for God to turn that around. Amen. But the point is, as soon as that event happened in my spirit, it wasn't an outward event. Joy sprung forth; The weight was gone. And, and it's just buoyancy again. So the event often can be you in prayer, getting the knowing that you know that your faith comes by, you, know, you understand, you heard from God. Faith is rising in my heart because God spoke. He said, it's going to be okay. Are, are you tracking with me? And then that event settles it for me, and joy has come. So when, you know, I'm just going to say it's going to take two weeks for us to get back to normal. Let's say it takes two weeks to get back for normal. And and someone goes like, well, someone that knows, say, are you happy? Well, I did that weeks ago. I mean, um, I'm not even going to respond now, mostly because I already did that a couple weeks ago. Are you tracking? So the event is not always outward. It can often be internal. Uh, Deuteronomy 16, 14. God says, be joyful at your feast. You need to understand something about God. He likes to celebrate in a party. That may strike you as strange, but he likes to party. He had three parties a year. Every Israelite had to go to where they ate and they drank. They had fun. They laughed. And uh, uh, he loves the party. That God's the same. He wants to have fun. That, that shocks you, don't it. But the devil is not the author of the party. God wants us. Matter of fact, he commands that we fellowship one with another. Fellowship is celebration of each other. Are, are you hearing That's me? Right. Be joyful at your feasts, you, your sons and daughters, your men servants, maid servants. So what does he want? He wants joy. So when God has a party, he wants everyone to be happy. But he doesn't just want it to be out of command. He wants it to be out of relationship. The environment God wants to be in with us is a joyful environment. How many of you that have children are excited when y'all get together griping with each other? No. How many of y'all excited at family reunions like churches every Sunday with people bickering and fighting over what you did two years ago, five years ago, three years ago? I remember when I was a boy. And, and that big, how many of y'all like that environment? No one does. Neither does God. When we come together, he wants it to be festive and joyous Primarily. He says, your maid service, et cetera, et cetera, even the folks that are visiting. Verse 15. For seven days, celebrate the feast to the Lord your God at the place the Lord will choose. For the Lord your God will bless you in all your harvest and all the work of your hands, and your joy will be what? He wants us to have overwhelming joy, even in the, the, the old uh, covenant. Three times a year, all your men must appear before the Lord your God at the place you choose. And then he, he said a couple of things, and then he said in verse uh, a little further down, no man should appear before the Lord what? empty. Handed. Each of you must bring a gift in proportion to the way the Lord has blessed you. But how are they to do this? Joyously. Joyously. The New Testament says don't give begrudgingly or out of compulsion. But he loves a happy, what? Hilarious giver. You oil your giving with joy. Did you hear that? You oil your giving with joy. If you don't do it joyfully, it's not going to be so anointed. In other words, it's joy that anoints your giving. Are you tracking at me? Joy anoints your giving. So if you want God to bless what you sow, do it joyfully and God will anoint it. All right, let's keep going. Psalms 19.8. The word of God in your heart brings joy. Let's look at some of the places joy comes from. It says, the precepts of the Lord are right, giving joy to the what? Where does joy come from? The word of God, the precepts of God. See, the word of God is not just this heavy yoke because Jesus said my yoke is easy, my burden is light, right? It is something that's supposed to bring you buoyancy and lift you up and bring joy. Matter of fact, Jesus looked at the crowd and he's like, man, the Pharisees and them, they put a heavy uh, yoke on the people's neck. And he said, y'all didn't even lift a finger to help them. He was upset by the joylessness of the people because of the religious leaders who were also joyless themselves. Why do you think Jesus was comfortable eating with sinners? Sinners are not attracted to angry. Well, they're attracted to anger because they're in anger. But let me just say, they, they, like, they like happy events. They like happy people. Sinners, you, you, you mean, they have fun. Are you hearing me? It's the church that gets confused on that issue, right? But the Bible said Pharisees were repulsed by him, the religious folk, but the sinners wanted to eat with him. Why? Obviously, there was a buoyancy about Jesus. There was something that makes you want to be in his presence. We understand that joy is contagious, so we want to be around joyous people. Angry, stiff, no, no, no. People, if you're trying to be happy, you try to avoid them. Unless you're broken inside, you're going to be repelled by angry, upset people versus, you understand, joyous uh, people. Hope I said that right. You know what I meant. Psalm 16, verse 11. The presence of the Lord brings joy. Where does joy come from? The presence of the Lord. But we also will see that the presence of the Lord must bring hope. So do not sat- see, people get say, I feel them. So? <laughs> I need more than a feeling because the feeling will fade. I need a word. Yeah. I need something to hold on to, something that will stay with me, stick with me. Yeah. You know, just using the relationship between a man and a woman. When they come together, not only do they feel something, God gives them the feeling, but if stuff is exchanged, the seed and the egg will remain and something will begin to grow inside. You hear me? So in God's presence is my spirit. Hopefully there's something growing inside of me to prove that we were together. Are you hearing me? So we want hope to come out of the presence. So now listen, please don't mishear me because people go to extremes saying, well, it's not about emotion." Listen, God cares about emotions. He created our emotions. He wants me to even use my emotions rightly, but just not be controlled and dominated by them. Sometimes I need to cry. Sometimes, frankly, I even need to hear a song that pricks that emotion that I've been pushing down so I could cry it out and then be okay. So understand it, because that's what David does in the Psalms, okay? Understand that. that There's a place for that. But also understand that after I get my emotions okay, hope's supposed to spring. There's supposed to be a transaction because of his presence. You know, lay down with dogs, you get fleas. Lay down with God, you're supposed to get hope, right? So when we get in his presence, you're pressing in for more than just a feeling. You're pressing in for information, knowledge, understanding things that will carry you when you don't feel what you're feeling at that particular
1: moment. We hope you enjoyed today's teaching. You can get your copy of this teaching on our website at gracechurchva.org. That's gracechurchva.org. You can also subscribe to our website to learn more about Grace Church, and you can get directions, free downloads, and more. Bishop and Pastor Greer also invite you to worship with us here at Grace Church. We are just minutes from Potomac Mills Mall and Quantico Marine Base. We look forward to seeing you here at Grace Church, where we are real people with real lives experiencing real change. Grace Church and Derek Greer Ministries thanks all of our friends and partners for your commitment and loving support. Your giving helps us continue to reach people and change lives all over the world. Join us tomorrow as Dr. Greer continues this message here on Grace for Today. Let's church. Real people, real lives, change.